Can We Have It All, a business and lifestyle podcast for women solopreneurs and small business owners, inspiring you to build the business you truly want to with tips and insights to help you flourish. Infused with positive psychology and digital marketing, Can We Have It All is the reality behind my business alongside real life conversations with inspirational women who are building their own vision of success. Hosted by me, Hollywood, aka The Flourish Mentor and Coach. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's podcast, which is something that I'm sure I've spoken about here before. I speak about loads with my clients and my community and it comes up time and a time again with you guys too on social media, on my emails and it's overwhelm, it's entrepreneurial overwhelm. We all suffer from it, right? And I have to say, even the most organised, you know, seemingly successful amongst all of us still struggle with overwhelm at some times. But the main thing is empowering yourself with some strategies to tackle it head on when you see the signs coming. And it's recognising those signs as well. Now, last week I held a free five-day challenge. If you missed it, you missed a good one. It was amazing. It was to take Um, successful solopreneurs from floundering to flourishing in just five days and we covered a wealth of strategies across those five days and I'm actually hosting another free masterclass tonight so if you are listening in on Monday the 16th of May go and check the show notes because you can still register for tonight if you're listening after sorry you missed it but maybe send me a dm because I might be able to send you the recording but also hosting a masterclass tonight. So it's been a really amazing high energy kind of week, which makes me think about waking up on a Monday morning and coming down to my desk and how it could be quite easy for me to feel overwhelmed and to feel stressed and to feel like I have got a shit ton to do because I always have a shit ton to do. But I came bouncing down the stairs this morning. Well, come on bouncing might be pushing it a bit. I'm not a morning person, but I came down the stairs this morning, dropped the kids off at school, came into my office and felt really, really good and on top of it to the point where I thought I'm going to jump on and record this podcast. And the reason I feel good about my Monday mornings is because I've designed them in a way that suits me. It suits what I want and what I need for my business. I have plans, I have a strategy in place that means I don't wake up on a Monday morning feeling stressed before I've even got out of bed. Or I don't have that like Sunday night dread. Do you remember that? Like I used to, when I worked in corporate, my gosh, I would have that dread on Sunday about going to work on Monday and not knowing what was gonna unfold. But I have control now, I run my own business. I manage my own time and that's the beauty of being a solopreneur, you know? So I have made my Mondays the way I want them to be and that is the key to reducing overwhelm. And today I'm gonna talk about three strategies that you can implement this week to help tackle that overwhelm if you can relate to anything I'm saying. Now, before I dive in, I just wanna say the reason I think it's actually one of the most important strategies to get your head round as an entrepreneur is because overwhelm can really become a blocker and it can actually defeat us too if we don't get to grips with it. You know, overwhelm 
can lead to procrastination, it can lead to burying our heads in the sand, it can lead to burnout, it can lead to our mental health struggling and essentially lead to us not making those important steps forward in our business. So if we we can have all the strategy in the world, we can have all the customers and clients and money coming in in the world, but if we're overwhelmed, then that's not a sustainable business, then we're not going to be able to manage that. And it's going to it's not going to last for very long. So actually, arguably, overwhelm is kind of the biggest thing that as entrepreneurs, we need to get our heads around. So let's dive straight in to my three strategies that I think are going to make a real difference. They're a game changer for me. They're a game changer for my clients and for my students. So I hope they're going to be a game changer for you, too. So strategy number one, understanding your capacity and capacity planning Now, this might be something that if any of you have not long been out of a nine to five or you've worked corporate before, you might be used to kind of doing this in your, you know, quote unquote day job. But many of us don't actually do this for our own businesses. And what I really find and really see, and I did it for years, was that people work and plan beyond their capacity. So I'm going to say particularly those that are super busy in life as well as work. So maybe if you're a parent and you're juggling, and that was me for a long time, well, I still am juggling, but particularly with babies, if you've got kids at home, then it's often your capacity or your scope of your own capacity can be really skewed. So I know for a long time, I had the benchmark and the expectation that I should be packing into a three-day week enough jobs and tasks for a five-day week. So what I didn't really realise was that I had a baby at home and yes, I knew that my hours were sporadic, but I started beating myself up because I wasn't getting everything done that most people would take a full working week to get done. So I had to really sit down and realise that my capacity was different And that meant that my business growth would be different and it would go at a different pace. And once I kind of identified that, it was like, oh my gosh, penny drop and massive relief off my shoulders because I suddenly realised, okay, there are people around me that have more time and that so they can do more so they can grow quicker. And actually I have less time so I can do slightly less. So my trajectory is going to look slightly different and that's absolutely okay but it's so important that if you don't know what your true capacity is like you're not going to be able to plan properly and effectively and productively so rather than feeling guilty constantly because you're not getting enough done I want you to actually look at the time you physically have to spend on your business in a completely realistic way and plan from there. So how do we do this? Well, we take each day as it comes. I know for lots of you, you'll be working um, different days. Some of you might work weekends. I'm just gonna take a regular kind of Monday to Friday calendar as an example here. So I want you to take each day one by one. So let's take Monday as your example. So there's 24 hours in Monday, but we're not gonna spend 24 hours working, are we? So first you wanna block out your sleep. So if you go to bed at 10 and you wake up at six, that's eight hours sleep that you are not available to work, okay? Sounds simple, I know. So we start there. 
Then you want to add in the essentials, your life essentials. So that might be things like school runs. It might be things like um, picking people up, dropping people off, commuting. It might be your lunch breaks. It should be your lunch breaks, by the way. Um, I want you to now remove that time from your diary. So if you know that you have an hour round trip twice a day for the school run or the commute, then that is two hours less available to you, okay? And then an hour for lunch, that is another hour left. And if a non-negotiable for you is going to the gym, that might be another 30 to 60 minutes, okay? So you want you to remove those times from that 24 hours. And you can do this right now for your working week. So it could be Monday to Friday, it could be Monday to Sunday and put in all of those non-negotiables, those essentials that have to happen. So you might be left with a number like 13 or 14 hours, right? Right, I'm not telling you that you need to be working 13 or 14 hours a day because chances are you might wanna have a couple of hours in the evening to chill and watch Netflix or spend time with your partner or your kids or by yourself reading a lovely book. So I want you to think about that as well. So if you know that you like from 7.30pm to your bedtime to be chilling out, then block that out as well. Now, what you'll do is you'll quickly see that there's probably, you know, on average, seven to nine hours available for you to work. For some of you who have kids at home, it might be more like four to six. For some of you, it will be different each day. And now that's what I had for quite a while when I had my youngest at home and my daughter at school. I found that I had more time on a Monday, then my Tuesdays might be like four hours capacity, my Wednesdays might be like six, my Thursdays might be three and a half, my Fridays might be five. And it was getting down to that kind of specifics of getting my non-negotials blocked in that I realised what my true capacity was. So when I was working with kids at home, I might have had something like a 25 hour working week as opposed to the 37 to 40 hour that was expected or I expected of myself from my corporate days. And once you can see that true capacity, then you can control that. You can actually understand how much work realistically you can get done in that week. And you can remove the guilt of feeling like you should be doing more because actually you can only work to your capacity. Can you see how simple it is? But lots of us don't do it. And actually what I would say is lots of us don't do it regularly enough. So if you're somebody, you might be quite established and have been working for yourself for quite a while now, so you think you're on top of your capacity management, but I bet you, you've let things creep in and you've let your expectations kind of blur and you've let um, more workload come in than you have capacity for. So I would say maybe once a quarter or twice a year, you want to be really looking at your capacity and seeing if it still fits in with your current workload, okay? Because if it doesn't, then you are never going to feel like you are achieving. You are never going to feel on top of your work and that's where overwhelm starts, okay? So I want you to get um, a pen and paper, a calculator, get your diary, whatever it is, and I want you to figure out your daily capacity for work, All right, and that is strategy number one. So the second strategy is working to the rule of three. Now, I didn't invent this, but I absolutely love it. So I've totally adopted it within my kind of flourish framework. Now, it's the most simple strategy ever because all you have to remember is the number three and you can't go wrong. Now, I wanna start by saying, this is where you need to get good at prioritizing. So many of us 
aren't, okay? And I really see this and I see that a lot of people that come to me struggling with overwhelm, the root cause of it is that they don't actually know what to prioritize within their business. And prioritizing essentially means identifying the most important tasks to do and doing them in order. And when you can get really good at prioritizing, that's when you'll see the difference and the more effectiveness of your time management and the and the time spent inside your business. So the rule of three is about working to only three priorities or three things at one time. So within my framework and my communities, I suggest that you have three priorities for your quarter as a business three priorities for your month and then work to three things per day okay and it's really really simple and it's really really effective now when you're figuring out your three priorities for your quarter these are the ones that should be really smart okay so they should be specific measurable achievable realistic and timely okay so you want those goals to be super focused and those priorities to be super focused and where i say a little tip here is what does your business need to happen over the next quarter and what do you want for your business over the next quarter so it might be that there's a financial need a financial requirement i.e i've got to make 10 grand this next quarter to pay the bills um you know and keep my business going it could be that you have a financial goal that you know i i want to earn 50k this this quarter it could be that um you have more of a marketing goal okay i want to um have 500 leads into my business this month or increase my mailing list by a thousand people uh, this quarter sorry and so it's really really important to keep those overarching three quarterly priorities as something that is specific and important to keep your business moving forward okay so if you're not kind of doing some quarterly kind of goal mapping, some planning and priority setting, then please introduce that into your business now. The sooner you can get into that habit, the better. So I have my quarterly priorities on my whiteboard in my office at all times. So I know exactly what I'm working to. Okay, so once you have your three priorities for the quarter, you can then pull that back into what your three priorities need to be for the month ahead. And those three priorities should feed into your three quarterly priorities. So if they're not directly kind of working you towards those three quarterly priorities, then they shouldn't be a priority, okay? Because then it's completely disjointed and you'll end up flailing, trying to do loads of different things and not actually making any steps towards those quarterly goals. So if you're someone who never really reaches the goals you set at the beginning of the year, it's probably because you're not linking and breaking down your monthly priorities to work towards your quarterly ones. So for example, if one of your quarterly um, priorities was to have 500 more people on your mailing list, then your monthly priority might be to create a new lead magnet and get it out there into the public. Can you see how that would lead directly to your quarterly goal? Same that if you had an income, quarterly income priority of 10k, then it might be your monthly priority might be to sell, you know, 20 of your products or to bring in five new clients, for example. So those feed directly into your quarterlies. Now, this is the key bit, okay? Once you've got your monthly 
three priorities. Again, whack them on your whiteboard, stick them on a post-it. You need to brain dump, okay? And this means you need to get everything out of your head. So all of the actions associated with those three priorities need to get down onto paper, onto a spreadsheet, into your Asana list, whatever it looks like, because chances are there will be a shit ton of work to do to get towards those monthly priorities. Now, if you were to sit down at your desk now, that would look really overwhelming. You'd probably have a list as long as the Great Wall of China, okay? So the key is get it out of your head because that first step in itself is amazing for your mental health because it just clears your head. It's a weight off your shoulders. You know all the different actions that need to be done. They are out of your head, which means instantly you sleep better, right? So then what you do, I call that your kind of master list. It can be your brain dump list. From there, you take three things per day to work towards. Now, only three things. And I know for a lot of you, that will be like, what? I have like 20 things on my list every day. I bet you, you never get those 20 things done. You probably tick one off and add three new things. And guess what? That's what psychologically is leading to overwhelm because you are constantly working from a list that is never going to be finished. And that really, really impacts um, your mindset and your productivity. So what I want you to do is just to take three things a day. And once you've nailed those three things, you tick them off, you are going to feel so good, so empowered, so productive that you're going to want to keep going. And now this is the shift. Now, if you nail it and you have maybe a nine till five working day ahead of you and you've got your three things to work to a day that you've taken from your brain dumped list and you get them done by 12 o'clock, then do you know what? Reward yourself with a little, a nice little lunch or a walk around the park or an afternoon bath and then nab one more thing off that list, okay? And that's like a bonus, But I don't want you to be working from a to-do list that is as long as your arm. I want you to be working from just three things per day because the more you do it and the more more, um, habitual this becomes for you, the better you'll get at prioritising, the better you'll get at recognising what actually needs to be done to get you working towards your monthly goals, to get you working towards your quarterly priorities. You will just have a much more... Um, productive and effective week, trust me. So yeah, imagine how good it would be just to tick off three things a day and think I have nailed my day inside my business. Believe me, it's a massive game changer. Okay, so I'd love you to give that a go. The rule of three, three priorities a quarter, three priorities a month, brain dump all the associated actions. And from that, you pick your three things to do per day. Okay, super specific, super focused. You're going to get rid of that overwhelm right away. Now, the third strategy, which links in really nicely from the second, is time blocking. Okay, and this is the one again that I see changing games for my students and my members time and time again. And it's one that I think most of us will assume could be really overwhelming, but actually it does the opposite. So for me, time blocking is the process of um, putting in all the tasks into your diary so that you know exactly what's going on at any one time. 
I think it's most effective with a digital calendar. So I use my Google Cal. You might use your Outlook, you might use the one on your phone. Um, you might use your hard copy if you like, um, kind of have the calendar in front of you, but I think it's most effective to have it instantly accessible on your desktop, laptop and phone. So for me, Google Cal works best. And the premise of time blocking is that you should aim to have zero space in your calendar when you look at it. Now that's the bit that most people think, oh God, that's awful, that's good. That's so overwhelming just looking at my calendar and seeing it absolutely maxed out. Now I get it, that was my first thoughts too. But actually what it does when you persevere is it removes any potential to get overwhelmed, to get distracted, to you know, float about in your business not knowing what you're doing. Because actually if you sit down on a Monday morning to a completely full calendar, you will know exactly what you are doing and when you're doing it. You will just get straight into it and before you know it, it'll be the end of the day and you've done everything that you needed to do. Whereas if you sit down on a Monday morning and you've got six open hours ahead of you, what are you going to do? Well, I bet you, most of you, We'll start by opening your emails, you'll have a little mooch around social, you'll um, potter about with your desk, you might do some bits on your client work, you might start pulling together some marketing, you might respond to some emails, next thing you know it's lunchtime so you'll have your lunch, um, then you might need to pop to the shop and then you'll come back and you'll do some more client work, um, you'll remember that, oh my gosh, you've got to get a lead magnet out, so you'll panic and start working on that, then it's the school run, and you've not done anything that you actually needed to, okay, can you relate to that, because that was me for a long time, okay, so I'm saying it with total love and understanding, but if you had a full calendar that was accurately kind of planned and blocked out to do all the things that you need to be doing, then you sit down at your desk with a action plan and that is what completely tackles and combats that overwhelm head-on so how do you do it so remember we did that capacity planning in strategy one well you will know exactly what your work working week looks like okay and what hours you are working towards then remember all those non-negotiables we talked about they need to go in first so if you've got school runs doctor's appointments gym um, sessions, whatever it might be, they get blocked in your calendar, right? You block them out as if you would block out an, app an appointment or a meeting. So they go in first. Next, you've got all the kind of essentials to running your business need to go in. So if you know that weekly you have a team meeting on a Monday morning or that you have a weekly trip to the post office to post out your products or you know you have to visit XYZ or you have to, I don't know, reconcile your accounts every week, those kind of essential tasks need to go in next because you need to make sure that you are making the time for them. So they'll get blocked in next. If you are a service provider or a coach, you might have your one-to-one -one sessions that are non-negotiables that happen. You need to put those in. And the best tip here is as many of those that you can make recurring is gonna be better for you. So if you can do those tasks the same time every week or the same time every month, that's gonna make it way easier for you to plan ahead and to kind of fall into a really nice routine. So time block all those non-negotiables and all those business essentials first. Then guess what goes into the diary next? 
everything from strategy two and the rule of three. So once you know what your three priorities are for the month and what your three things per day are, you can start to block those into your diary. So if you know that you've got to create a lead magnet to get all of those you know, new people on your mailing list, then you need to block time in your diary to make that lead magnet and to do all the associated tasks around it. And once you start to actually block out chunks of time and and realistically know and see how much time it's going to take you to do things because you know what your capacity is, you will start to have a much more effective and productive week because guess what? All the other stuff that isn't as important, you say no to. All the other stuff can wait or comes later. And this is the key to being a successful entrepreneur is knowing how to prioritise, getting good at making decisions and knowing what to say yes and no to at any one time. So if you are maxed out because of time blocking, because you've got all your priorities in, you've got all your non-negotiables and somebody asks you for a meeting to talk about something that is quite cool, but maybe not one of your priorities, you will be able to say, not right now, thank you. Let's pick up on that next month. And that is the key, okay, to a productive, effective time management system. And time blocking is such a game changer. Now, you can be as fancy as you like. You can introduce colour coding. I like to sync mine with my husband's because we're both entrepreneurs. We're both busy. I need to know at any one time where he is and vice versa. It means we can share like calendar events like, you know, um, parents evening or school pickups. And that for me is really, really effective. Now, I know it's completely unsexy. I know it's completely unspontaneous. But as entrepreneurs and as busy juggling people, you need to know that you can hit the ground running with your working week and that you're going to be making moves towards your goals at all time. And that is by time blocking. And that is it in a nutshell. Okay, I feel like I've, I could speak about this for days. You can probably tell, I get quite excited about this. Um, but your three strategies to really tackle overwhelm on the head is one, realistic capacity planning, two, working to the rule of three at all times, and three, nailing time blocking. And believe me, if you can get those implemented, then you are going to feel like there's a huge weight off your shoulders. And if you have a team, if you have, um, if you work with associates or VAs, having this kind of strategy and structure in place is only going to help you manage and delegate more effectively as well. So that is going to reduce that entrepreneurial overwhelm that we all have experienced. So that's it for this week. I'm going to shut up now because as I say, I could talk about this for ages, but I hope that that really goes some way to explaining um, the strategies that I use and that you can adopt too. So what I would say here is spend a little bit of time doing that numbers one and two and then figuring out your time blocking. Give it a go for a few weeks. Now, don't let this be one of those things that you try for a week and it doesn't fit or feel right. So you, you drop it you need to be giving it two to four weeks to really get into the rhythm and beyond. Now, I had somebody within my Flourish community who was like, Holly, this is not for me. This is not going to go with my style or my personality. But you know what? I'm going to trust the process and do it. And she did it for a couple of weeks and she was like, Holly, I just don't know. I feel like it might be stressing me out a little bit more. Week three, 
I got this voice note going, oh my gosh, this is a complete game changer. Thank you so much. I'm so glad I stuck with it because it's all just clicking into place now. And that's what I want to happen for you. Um, I'd love to know your thoughts and I'd love to know any of your tips on kind of reducing overwhelm and um, effectively managing your time within your working week. So always please do slide into my DMs on Instagram. Everything's linked in the show notes. And anybody listening today that wants to come to the free masterclass tonight, I hope to see you there. I'll be announcing something really cool um, for those of you that are established entrepreneurs and um, that are wanting to really elevate your business and growth strategy and your income in the next six months. So you might want to come in and tune to that as well so that you'll be the first to know. Um, Other than that, have a wonderful, productive week. Can't wait to see you same time, same place very soon. Ciao! Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you found something useful and inspiring, then I'd really appreciate it if you could leave me a five-star review and a rating because it really helps other people hear this podcast too. And if you'd like to submit a question or a topic for discussion, then just send me an email. Find me and my business information, including how to join my growing online community of entrepreneurs and content creators, over on holly-wood.co.uk or over on Instagram. All the details about how to contact me and find me and follow me are in the show notes. Thank you. Have a fab week.